0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at Chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VGW Group, no purchase necessary. where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Tom Tutall Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation Certified Instructor and Resiliency Expert, helping people to think, speak, and act positively through the many and varied challenges of life. Uh, For more information about me and the show, you can go to journeytosuccessradio.com. And my guest today is kind of cool because he's also a good friend and a host of Journey to Success Radio. His name is Peter Gorel. Peter is the Vice President of Business Development and Client Relations for TechBlocks, a company designed to help clients of any size prepare themselves for the transformation in the digital world. He's a seasoned sales executive and has serviced national and international business with direction and guidance respect to building and growing their footprint in the market. He's adept at offering counsel in people development, business development marketing planning and go-to-market strategies he's also a mentor with futurepreneur canada uh, who he also interviewed the ceo and founder for journey to success radio and he's currently assigned to help a young startup team at a company called protractor get their business ready for market he's always open to hearing from people with new business ideas that are looking for a catalytic experience in breaking new ground And extremely generous with his time, not only for his clients, but for young entrepreneurs that want to grow their business. And he also has a soft spot for musicians, young musicians. Peter himself is an accomplished artist, trained in the UK, and currently showing his work across Canada, and even requests uh, for his work in the US as well. In 2011, he incorporated a marketing company called Art Envy Inc., which is operated by his wife, Jude, who promotes his work into private and corporate collections across North America at a very nice fee as well, I uh, understand and know. Uh, Peter's uh, Twitter account is among the top 100 most engaged and active accounts in Toronto for 13 months in a row as of this month. Welcome to the show, Peter. Thanks very much, Tom.
1: It's a pleasure to be on the other side of the mic.
0: (laughs) Right, right. This seems kind of unusual in a way, but uh, also going to be a lot of fun for for both of us because we've worked side by side, we've done interviews side by side, and so we know a lot about each other. And uh, so let's uh, start off... uh, by asking you about the role you're in at TechBlocks, Tell us a little bit about the company and, and what you do there. Uh, our listeners may not know, but I worked there for a, a while with you, and it's a fascinating company with some very cool projects and clients.
1: It is indeed. Thanks very much for that first question. Um, well, as Vice President of Business Development and Client uh, Relations at TechBlox, uh, I, I literally spearhead the the go-to-market strategies, and the development of business. But TechBlocks in itself is a rather unique organization. Uh, It's a hybrid operation. We are consultants, but we have the capabilities to help you create and strategize your moves to the market. We build applications and, and business systems and are able to support those uh, applications once they're built too. Um, Just to give you an idea of the type of thing we get involved in, um, our sweet spot is in enterprise communications management. And today, uh, I think most of our clients have customers who want better access to their information, their own information, and uh, we we have uh, evolved and built out number of self-serve customer portals that allow our clients, customers, to interact with them in a self-serve manner. Ordinarily, they would have they would have had to, you know, pick up the phone, dial one eight hundred, get a get a number, pass on another number, pass on to another. You, you know how you know how. Mm, oh, it's yes. it totally. Uh, you know how it is when you when you want service, you want it now, right? And so these portals allow you, allow the customer to get right to the nitty gritty, you know, through FAQs and sometimes case studies that are positioned or, or typical answers that that they'd be looking for. So those are the kinds of those are the kinds of optimization tools that we help our help our clients with.
0: And uh, I totally understand it. Just yesterday I had to contact Brampton Hydro about uh, my account and wanted to ask some questions. And I thought just thinking of calling the call center was annoying. So I thought, well, (laughs) let me uh, log in, created an account, and within five minutes I was able to look at my consumption, my comparative consumption, and all the things I wanted to find out without having to uh, wait on hold on that. Freaking call center and be transferred to three people and figure out what button to press for what I wanted. And so I think the world is coming to that where they're like, let me just log in instead of phoning and talking to somebody and getting the run around. And so fascinating. And uh, it was kind of cool to be in on some of those projects and discussions you had with people. And so I know that uh, TechBlocks has had some interesting clients that are doing very, disruptive, unique, and innovative things in the market. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of them in particular, I think, when I heard of it, I was like, oh, my God, somebody (laughs) thought of an amazing idea. So tell us about one of them, if you can.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, there are a few that uh, obviously that that don't want their names mentioned, but one that I can openly speak about because we are uh, talking about it uh, in public um, nationally and internationally and that is uh, the uh, Penguin Pickup Division of Smart Centres. Very, very unusual uh, situation. Um, For those that don't know, Smart Centres is actually, uh, or was, a large private uh, organization based in Toronto, and they are a commercial real estate company for large big-box retailers. And, in fact, the company was very, very... uh, uh in uh in they they actually helped bring uh walmart uh to canada so they were you know they were really part and parcel of the of the gateway uh opportunity for Walmart to come to canada and so this company uh is was constantly looking for new ways to improve the services to their clients who are these major retailers and so they they looked at an idea, it was maybe a you know maybe a brainstorm session or something that came out uh, you know from between the owner and uh, and uh, and his executive to try and build out uh, a component to what's uh, known today as the omni-channel. And uh, the omni-channel experience in retail means that the customer has access uh, to uh, the business. Uh, that they want to do with retailers on all fronts, in stores, online, through mobile, uh, into the supply chain, and it's all integrated. So we literally sat down, I believe it was last July, uh, with the senior vice president and uh, a group of his people to just have a basic conversation about uh, an idea that they had in their heads of, of doing something and this something was a, creating an alternative pickup process for um, clients to shop online and send the purchases to the pickup spot versus having it delivered to their home. Now, one might think that sounds inconvenient, but in most cases, and I think that probably you, uh, yourself and I are probably good examples, Tom, in that we're busy Uh, doing our work, and we're never home. And the likelihood of, of us being home to accept that parcel is very, very slim to none. And so it's a perfect solution for a busy mom or a busy person, period. And it allowed you the opportunity to buy online, send it to the pickup spot, and you go and pick it up at your convenience, and in fact even when you get there you don't really have to do anything but show your ID uh your account number and uh the uh customer service rep actually will place that parcel uh, in your trunk uh of the car for you so i it was amazing and uh, they they actually have um they've actually done some really really great uh things they've got uh four open units right now Three in the Toronto market, and then one uh, new one in Oakville. They're looking. Obviously, they have 250 centers across Canada, and I I would imagine there's a a large plan to to uh, print that out and duplicate that out uh, based on the success of this uh, particular offering. Uh, but there's no reason why it shouldn't be. Uh, it's uh, really a really unique, and uh, and my company TechBlocks uh, uh, helped build build that solution. And we took that from an idea to a go live uh situation in just a little over 3 months. So, and that was uh, that's quite record breaking in this industry.
0: <laughs> yeah, 3 months is record breaking for many businesses to do anything and uh, and the, the when I heard of it it was like, wow, this is like exactly for me because, yeah, you know, as a radio host, speaker, I get books delivered to me all the time, I get stuff from the Napoleon Hill Foundation, and right. nobody's at our house all day, so that means when I get home, i got to get that little thing out of the mailbox, i got to go to the shopper's drug mart, to the post office if they're open, and if not, i got to get it the next day. It's like, wow, this is, like, perfect. It, and it can so be a I gotta, total rat
1: race. I, I know that... Uh, I, I, I recall, actually, I, I bought some shoes once at uh, Johnston Murphy's, and they actually delivered them to my house and left them on the doorstep. So there you go. Uh, I don't know whether you know the value of a pair of shoes from Johnston Murphy, but they're in the $200-plus area, and uh, I, was, I was a little put out, right? So I'm thinking, why would they do that? But that's what happens. You see, you've got people that are dropping stuff off, and even when you, even when you're, even when they leave a sticker or a hanger on your door, the, you usually have to go pick that up and go to a depot anyway. So, when you think about short changing the process, you know, like and and and, and narrowing it down, it makes more sense to plan it. And I think that's, you know, that's really the one of the winning, the winning uh, uh, factors about this particular. Uh, operation is that it's planned and and it's set up and it works it's it's it can be quite seamless now for the retailers that are involved it's also a really a good time and money-saving opportunity too because instead of shipping a hundred parcels to a hundred different locations across Toronto they can ship the whole hundred parcels to one location and that minimizes and reduces the cost of the transportation of getting the, those parcels uh, out to the client. So there oh, are wow. savings all around.
0: I hadn't even thought of that part of it, and I used to work there, so come on, <laughs> you know that one. But that's uh, fascinating. Uh, one thing I want to talk about uh, that I witnessed and at first thought, what the heck is your selling style? Uh, I've only known one other person with your selling style. When I worked for a management consultant uh, called Carpedia, uh, one of the the sales partner was Ted Alderdice, and okay. you know I've been trained I've been trained in sales for many years. I've read all the Zig Ziglar books on selling, the Tom huh? Hopkins books on selling, and so I'm trained to close, close. Somebody gives a buying signal, close, 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 <laughs> close, close, close. And so when I first came working with you, I was like. Uh, and I would be listening to some of the calls you're on and the other end of the call, I'm thinking, excellent, go for the clothes here now. And you're like not going for the clothes. And it's like, what the heck? <laughs> but this style is more the new style of selling. I learned and practiced and have just totally trained to the always be closing the, you know, the Zig Ziglar, Tom Hopkins yeah. style. But yeah. in this current day and age, uh, People don't want to be sold to, like that. They want someone who is a a consultant, who listens to them, who lets them come up with, uh, like most of the time when I was with you, people closed on you. They asked you, if can we meet again or can we talk again or can we get together in person without you asking like, okay, I'm available next Thursday at 7 or 9, which is better, alternative choice close. Yep. An unusual style, but more applicable for business professionals and salespeople in this day and age. Where did you learn that? Tell us about that style. Uh, Maybe some stories uh, related to it, uh, because it's refreshing, and anyone you sell to would never feel like they're being sold, but at the same time, they're buying. And they're asking to buy, and they're uh, amazing.
1: Yeah, I appreciate the fact that you... uh have an appreciation for that, to tell you the truth. Uh, You know, I can, you know, I I do remember. But I think it dates, I think I've always been that way. I know that that we're in the day and age of social selling where the client generally knows just as much about the outcome of the sale as you do by virtue of the fact that they've done just as much research as you've done. They've researched you. They know who you're, they know who your competition is they know they they know the price roughly of what things cost they know the timing associated with things like that so really in order to differentiate yourself from the next person you really do have to first of all kind of take a breather you know and say they already know this why should i jump on the phone or get into in front of them personally and pound them with information about me and about my company that's that's not really that important what really is important is that customer centric that that customer first element about business and i think i even learned that at an early age i mean people always ask me you know oh, when did you realize you were a sales a salesperson you know and i think i've always been a salesperson because i remember when i was 14 I used to walk uh, you know up and down the streets and and do odd jobs for people and I'd often go into uh, you know knock on the door and do like now a real cold call knock on the door hey Mr. Jones uh uh I'm it's Peter from the two houses down I uh, I was wondering do you have any painting and decorating jobs that you need doing and he, oh god yeah they I hate I hate doing it you know and I said of course <laughs> well you've got a full time job and and I, I don't know how you'd fit it in anyway. And I've got I'm at school, and I've I've got time on my hands. So, I mean, why don't you uh, outsource it? Do yourself a favor, kind of thing, right? And and really, I never actually sold the job. I actually sold the 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 customer the freedom of getting it done, and uh, with as little pain as possible. And I think. When I look at every sales situation, I think that's, that's sort of the way I approach things. It's uh, uh, Just to give you an example, I know that you've seen others, and, and, uh, and I, I'm a storyteller. And I think that today, uh, if you cannot come up with anecdotal stories that resonate with people about real things, chances are they're not going to ha- take the time to listen to you. But uh, I did actually have a cold call with a, a CIO of a large logistics firm just um, last week. And uh, prior to jumping on that call, I figured he'd already he'd already searched me out. He knew what I was about. I just needed to do the same on him and make sure that I had as much had as much information on his organization as he did on me. And really, that's really where the Where the two of you are going to meet and 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 synergize i looked at two things on his website number one he already had a a proprietary built communications tool on his website where he was allowing his customers to interact with him kudos to him because not many people in that old old business of logistics and supply chain are doing it the other thing i looked at which is also uh, really unique today was a YouTube of the people in his company, and what they said about the company uh, the working atmosphere and how they got along with each other, and how unique the atmosphere was. It was fantastic. Those are the only two pieces of research I had and when I got on the phone with the gentleman i just i I said before we get into before we get into a conversation, because I mean we had set the we had set this uh, call up, so we knew we were going to talk to one another. But I told him I said before we get into the conversation, I want to I want to comment on two things that I've seen on your website, because I'm really I, I'm I'm really pumped by them, personally. He goes and he was really pleased to hear that. And I told him I said the tool fantastic. Kudos to you for developing that. And you know, as the CIO, he was the guy that was architecting that. So I knew darn well people like to be given credit for something that they did. And the second piece was this video. And that took it over the top. I said, I knew everything I needed to know about your organization as a person looking from the outside in by listening to that and watching that video. I was totally impressed with your organization. I said, John, your organization is a company that I'd like, I'd love to work with. And Hmm. he was like in awe. He was dead quiet. And he goes, wow. He said, well, I guess we should just get right to business then. (laughs) I loved it. And I said, okay, then, John, let's 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 call a spade a spade. What's keeping you up at night? And from right. there it went uphill, not downhill. It was fantastic.
0: Well, one of the most fascinating calls I ever heard that you'll remember. You did like a half hour call with someone. You mentioned the name TechBlocks once And you never said, we do this, we do that, we're the greatest, we have these X number of clients, and we're specialized in this. uh, Other salespeople, even within TechBlocks, do that. Uh, You just listened, and you didn't tell them what TechBlocks did. As I said, you only mentioned the name of the business once. (laughs) And when you got off, I was like, oh, my God. God, you didn't tell him anything we do and yet he's more so than if you gave him a thirty minute sales presentation.
1: Totally he was. I recall that because I do recall that. That is actually one of the most poignant because he actually said, uh, you will call me again, right? I'm I'm really interested to have my CFO at the next call with me Right. <laughs> I was right. almost like and begging yet, me to call didn't him even back.
0: Know what you did. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even know what TechBlocks does. And he no, I don't. Know. And
1: <laughs> but that's because I was I was talking about what was so relevant to him as an individual, and you know what? Even it doesn't matter whether it's a customer or a friendship or a mentee. I mean, think about it. Just put yourself in that place. How can you help me? Right? I mean, right. I, I I almost. You know, it takes sometimes a long time to find your real purpose in life, and 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 I think somewhere in the confines of what I'm doing, I think it exists there. In that my approach to selling and my approach to servicing, and and offering client experience, you know, I think I think that's where it sits. Uh, and I'm not I'm not bragging about that. I just feel so darn good about it. That's why I like to talk about it. That's why I like to work through it. And you know, I'm. I've got hundreds of stories that are very, very similar, but for the sake of yes. uh, this um,
0: Brevity interview, we
1: <laughs> we'd run out of time, right? So <laughs> right,
0: right. Now, uh, I know one thing you're proud of and you work hard at as your social selling. You have one of the top 100 Twitter accounts, and we'll have to explain what top 100 Twitter accounts. It means engaged. And you have, like, tribes of people and lists of people. You have a group of women that you have on a list that you correspond with. You have a group of other people here that you send out tweets to, and uh, people are constantly – you have your Buddha ones. And and so talk about that top 100 Twitter accounts in Toronto. We'll do a shout-out to Evan Carmichael. He's the one who puts this list together, and uh, you've slowly been – not slowly somewhat quickly been uh raising rising in the uh in the ratings
1: yeah i i think my last uh, if my memory serves me correct i'm up i'm i'm around number 70 71 right now I, I occasionally you know you take a dip but i've i've been fortunate enough to sit in the top 100 now as you said for uh, uh 13 13 months in a row and, and yeah i have some pride in it because uh, I even spoke to Evan and asked him about how do you – actually, how is it rated? Is it – because I only have 5,400 –
0: Right. Followers? I have more than you.
1: I know. I know. <laughs> but he said it's not about followers. It's about the quality of engagement and the quality of the content that you put out there. And if you think about the way that businesses and people brand themselves today – this is the right way to do it. You see, it's the thought leadership that I express and the caring for others. Because you talked about the specific groups that, I, that I'm involved in. Every Friday, regardless of whether they've interacted with, with me or not through the week, every Friday I have six groups of people that are separated, seg- segregated, that I send out a special message to. And that special message is just for that small group of people. But within the confines of that small group of people, there is reach beyond uh, you, what you can imagine. I have a gentleman in, um, in Alabama, uh, J.J. Mays, who literally uh, has drunk my Kool-Aid, so, so to speak. And he likes everything that I say and talk about. Uh, we have some things in common as far as our, the way we believe things go, but he has sixty-eight thousand followers. So when I spin something to JJ, he spins it out to sixty-eight thousand. That is probably even more beneficial to me than it is as if I had the sixty-eight thousand myself. It's a lot. It's a lot like LinkedIn. People believe that if you have high levels in LinkedIn and the first connection that you're awesome. I've got 2,081 LinkedIn um, connections. But what's most important are the secondary levels that you have underneath that, the people that can refer you to other individuals. And Twitter has that compounding way about it. Uh, I don't know whether you saw the tweet, but last week's last week's mention reach for my efforts on Twitter uh, reached 2.91 million people. So, wow!
0: I'm I'm happy when <laughs> I can reach six thousand or five thousand, let alone millions. That's amazing. Yeah. So
1: that just shows you that. I put something good together, I put something meaningful together, and it went into a meaningful stream. And, and I, I, I do it now for fun, but I do it with some with purpose, you know? I have the purpose behind it, and I actually do want to tell people good news, because there's so much bad news out there in the world today, I'm, I'm pushing out good news. I'm pushing good news out about people, about situations, about business, about life. And I'm not selling. I must let you know, I'm actually not selling on Twitter. I'm literally just communicating and sharing things from myself, you know, uh, as much as, sure, I mean, I will, I will like, the other, like the next person, I will, I will curate some, some links from other sites and I will curate some content. But I'll always put my own opinion on top of that. And and that's really, I think, what people look for.
0: I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, Now, uh, as a host of Journey to Success Radio, you've interviewed some top-notch people. John Sticks comes to the top of my (laughs) mind. He's brilliant. Jim Moss, uh, Lori. what was her name? Jackie Lauer. Uh, Jackie Lauer, uh, yeah. uh, like some amazing, and I, it was so funny when you went to a Mississauga Board of Trade meeting, and two people came up to you that you <laughs> never met, at random, just separately. Aren't you the guy who interviews CEOs on the radio? <laughs> I uh, thought that was fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool branding, yeah. But one of the most coolest ones you did, that's probably not proper English, most coolest, <laughs> but... Uh, did with Future Printer Canada? A, I love the name. I love what they're doing, and uh, I know you're affiliated with them. From the interview, uh, you got more involved with them and more engaged with them, and and talk about that because that is an amazing organization, and it was an amazing interview as well.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the things that one of the things uh, I'm I like doing, and I think you mentioned it in the introduction, is that. Uh, I like to share my time. Uh, I remember what it was like as a young person growing up, you know, without without too much mentorship. I mean, I had some, but not not the way that, you know, not the way that uh, I could have had. And it's, for me, when I think about uh, leaving behind some form of legacy, whether I can leave it with my family or leave it with a business or, or have some kind of effect, On the world, I'm all about that. And so, when I got the opportunity to uh, align myself with Futurepreneur Canada, I mean, I really jumped at it. Now, they're quite stringent. They interviewed me aggressively (laughs) and uh, made sure that I had something really solid to bring to the table. But uh, I recall, as soon as I, as soon as they gave me the green light, uh, they had somebody uh, assigned to me within, I think, within minutes and i you know i have the benefit of having a great bright young group of uh, people uh from a company called protractor p r o t r a c t r dot com and uh we were originally headed to go live in uh july well i think i think it still is july so we're probably still on time but it's a um uh it's a online a uh, software as a service um a platform that will aggregate contractors from uh across the country and when i say contractors i'm talking about builders painters you know people who fix your homes and uh, it is a it will be a repository for these contractors and then on the other side there'll be clients who uh say Want to renovate a bathroom? Want to renovate their house? And I don't know whether you've ever done anything like this, or I'm sure members of the audience have, have all had headaches like I've had, which is you need three quotes to make sure you're getting a half decent deal on the work, uh, and then is the guy any good? Does he have references? You know, is he certified? Is he a fly-by-night? You know, what's the quality of his work like? You know, all those pounding questions come into you. And because you're generally outlaying some serious dollars. So this platform will uh, look to eliminate some of those queries and questions around uh, validating and qualifying those contractors. And uh, so far, uh, I don't know whether you've seen them on Twitter. We've given them a bit of a boost. Obviously, they get a bit of a boost by riding riding shotgun with myself, but uh, we're uh, starting to get some really, really uh, great interest uh, on both sides of the coin. The real bonus on the uh, contractor side is that we have a back-end payment solution arrangement uh, built into the system so that, you know the way it is, these entrepreneurial guys that fix things and build things they're generally not good at math and they're not good at you know looking after the books but uh it's and we eliminate that you know cuz we actually automate invoicing and automate payments for them and it can be done on their mobile phone so there's a whole group of things that's so very very much in keeping with the business I'm in so it's this particular mentor mentee uh, arrangement is I would say it's a match made in heaven and uh, the team's really great. I meet with them uh, a couple of times a month, and we have some great times together.
0: Amazing, yes, and a great organization. I visited their website, and uh, uh, you love doing that kind of thing. So I could see this is like right up your alley. Uh, let's uh, finish off with uh, talking about uh, your art business, Uh We'll talk about the painting. You paint everything. You paint fences. You paint canvases. You you know. There's a variety of things you'll paint, but also your mind is artistic because you're for you've become for me in journey to success our Canva expert guru image creator. But you don't just. Put an image together, you think about the coloring of the background, you think of placement, you think think of things that someone like myself who can't draw a stick person properly would never think of. (laughs) And so talk about your art business, uh, your painting, as well as your artistic mind and the images that you create, you have your Buddha images that you do. Uh, And I know your wife, Jude, uh, operates your Art Envy business, and uh, that's a great thing because uh, you're busier than a one-armed paper hanger, and uh, uh, it helps her to help you build your business at the same time.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, as far as my art uh, skills are concerned, I mean, I I believe I've always had them since I was a child. I remember I, I, you know, I can remember back even to primary school, enjoying drawing birds that looked like birds. (laughs) <laughs> you know <laughs> i think that was uh, that was a dead giveaway um interestingly i left uh, i grew up in the uk and i i emigrated to canada in 1967 i came over from lancashire and during that time i i had you know i, I still was doing some art and uh but it was you know it was it's pretty quiet and uh, and i was trying to really help my family build a new life here in Canada. And so my art kind of took a back seat in my life a little bit. Kind of a really long self-imposed hiatus as it were until I got myself going. But interestingly, the juices started flowing again around I think it was 2008 or 2009. I had gone to I had gone to British Columbia um, my my stepdaughter was uh, getting married, and the family that uh, she married into, you know, were so hospitable with my wife and I, and they they looked after us, and they put us up, and they gave us a spa night, and really showed us a really good time. And I and I I didn't have an idea. I wanted to give them something, and I didn't have an idea it's like what 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 could I give them that was of some value. And I recall the uh, the lady of the house was up every morning at six o'clock because she was bird spotting, and there was a barred owl that sat in a pine tree right outside right outside their house because they lived in Tofino, which is a really really super super area on the coast it's, uh, of uh, of BC, and um, so I thought. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to paint her. I'm going to paint them an owl. And that's exactly what I did. I I don't know where it came from. I just sat down at the easel. I painted this barred owl. I framed it. Uh, I shipped it out to them. And uh, and my wife actually was visiting at the time that the shipment came. And uh, well, I didn't actually see their face, but uh, I understand that uh, they were. You know they were in tears, and they were all emotional <laughs> it and it did something to me right It kicked me back into gear and so it took me it took me probably a few months after that. I got right back in the swing of it i uh, I had my first solo show at um, acton mill uh, November two thousand and eleven and I've never looked back uh just had I just had really great response to it. Uh, people, people reach out to me for commissions. Can you do me a portrait of my granddaughter? Can you do, you know, that kind of thing? And I, and I've done uh, think significant amounts in that space. For me, it's my spiritual time. It's my downtime. I'm a pretty busy guy, and it's the one place that I can actually go and kind of lose myself. And I think we all kind of need. I think we all kind of need that every now and again. And I think, yeah. and that's what I get out of it, right? I almost, the money is secondary. I know that people pay me for these things, but I actually don't think about it. I actually I actually just love doing the work.
0: And you've had requests for your paintings in New York, I believe, if I remember. Absolutely. Montreal, like galleries, yes. like galleries across Canada and the U.S.
1: I haven't had – I actually haven't had time to uh, accept half the invitations because I just (laughs) – because regardless of my wife running the business, I create the inventory, right? Right, right, right. I do have to have time, you know, and uh, people are interested in uh, the originals. I mean, there are some people who will buy prints, but the the originals are, are, when you think about it, are unique because there's – Right. there they'll There'll never be another one just like that, even if I was to try and duplicate it I'd have to be one great forger to be able to do it because there'll be some element
0: of it that'll be different each time right, and you've painted on some huge canvases for commission pieces that go and fill a person's fill a family's wall. Uh so these are like all sizes and all different canvases. Uh, I do think I? you even do some on paint. You do some on uh fences, don't you?
1: Yeah, uh well, actually uh we were my garden uh I have a garden uh a garden gallery in Dundas where I live. I converted the I converted the garden to a garden gallery. I put up I put up screens that uh, allowed me to hang paintings and I've had uh, two shows at the garden gallery there's summer shows there outdoor shows and for the uh the last one i i painted a the head of a buddha on my garden fence and um and that got great that got great recognition and accolades and uh this year i chose to give buddha a voice and you'll probably see it tweeted on a fairly regular basis. I was tweeting it almost every day. Uh, I've gotten kind of busy and so it may go out every couple of days, but I, I, I utilize the, the painting and I've converted it courtesy of the Canva online content development tool and I've uh, created uh, Buddha messages. Uh, I've classified it as uh, Buddha knows best says and then of course I, pu- I push out the message on Twitter, Google+, and Instagram. And that alone, <laughs> I think, has caused this huge uptick in, uh, in in interest, not just in my art, but in me as a person, too, which is rather unique. And it has kind of helped uh, brand me. Because people right. are, from all walks of life, who are looking for some spiritual content or you know some some idea to some some idea to grasp onto uh right. or, or you know have have a you know have a lit to this uh to this representation so i'm actually quite uh, quite pleased with uh, the response
0: yeah and uh, even i uh, sometimes when i don't see buddha for a few days sometimes i'll be emailing you or poking you somewhere on Twitter or saying like, Where's Buddha? Like I missed <laughs> And you're not and, the only
1: one actually to tell you the truth. I get a lot of that if I'm and it, it's one of those it's one of those be careful what you wish for <laughs> kind of things. It's because if you want attention there are ways to get it. But if you stop reaching out for it, people will wonder why you're why you had done that and what is wrong. They they actually think, Is something wrong? Are you sick or are you, have you been away <laughs> i get all the, i get messages of all that flavor. And I, no 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 i'm just uh, i'm just tied up with something right now they'll be back tomorrow right <laughs> and then i fire off a fire off a bunch of them in
0: a row <laughs> right and uh i usually uh, retweet them look for them and so and then you also help me create my own series uh kind of like buddha but for Napoleon Hill, and even the name was amazing, and the background with the Chocolate Mountains, my wisdom from the hill, Napoleon Hill quotes, I'm getting like a Buddha reaction. I'm getting people like, "Uh, when's your next one? You haven't done one for a few days. I love them, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, excellent. Yeah, no, that just came
1: to me, right? I was sitting around, and I was thinking about it, and I don't know why it, it just popped into my head. Wisdom from the hill, because I was thinking about Napoleon Hill. Napoleon Hill, hill, and hill, and then I did some research, and I found these really neat pictures of the, the Chocolate Hills in the Philippines that were like so amazing. They look really strange. I, I've never been there. That uh, there, there's some, you know, there's some real history behind them, and what people think they are. And there's obviously some some people who think there's voodoo behind all that stuff, but. But regardless, uh, uh, when I uh, created that, I, you know, I was thinking of something very similar to the Buddha, is saying, people like things they can relate to, people like messages they can relate to, and and I think that also, I mean, I get a little inundated, you know, with people just throwing all these great big posters at you. You see them on LinkedIn and. They're just throwing them at you willy nilly without any meaning behind them. They're just copying and tasting it. But I mean I'm building it. I'm creating it. I'm thinking about it. I'm putting some purpose and some real meaning into it. Sure I'm I'm utilizing the 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 sayings and the quotes of Buddha and Napoleon Hill but at the same time I'm actually putting a new element. I'm giving it a new skin and I'm putting it out in a flavor that is acceptable to, you know,
0: where we are at this moment. And you use one of the words my mom uses often that I I often chuckle at. Willy nilly. You don't get willy nilly into an interview too often. (laughs) Well that still's my age, doesn't it? And my mom's age, too, yeah, but she she throws willy-nilly in there quite a bit. I was like, okay, this must have been a popular saying when you were a kid, Mom. Willy-nilly, so excellent. Well, uh, you certainly are a multi-talented and diverse person. I don't know how you even figure out what to work on on any specific day. You could be painting. You could be a Canva expert. You could be a TechBlocks technology guru. Uh, you could be a mentor. I know you're into mentoring and have some mentoring uh, uh, clients or people you're working with. And uh, So, yeah, multi-talented and active in all of them as well, which is kind of cool.
1: Well, you know what they say, Tom? There's I don't know who said it, but they say if you want to get something done, you give it to a busy person.
0: Right, right, and they found one with you—that's for sure. And you're somehow you're somehow able to use these diverse talents to amalgamate like kind of everything you do. So even if you're a technology consultant sitting down with a potential prospect, your creative side comes out. I heard you on a few calls where you came up with some create one one where you came up with a creative idea like oh, my God, I told you after. I think you just pulled that out of your butt. You <laughs> your butt. I remember that. And so your that. creativity in one area also helps you with your creativity in another area, and they all seem to blend together uh, to make you more effective at all of the different things you do.
1: One of the things, I think one of the talents that I've always always uh, owned is uh, being a parallel thinker, thinking about streams, that flow in the same direction. So when I look at, and I, and I generally use that, when I look at clients' problems and situations, I look at similar streams and similar problems and situations that I've come across in life or I think that I've witnessed before, and, and, and I share that anecdotal story with them. And it's amazing how, how it takes the pressure off the really critical thing that we're looking at, that we're trying to fix. It's it's really quite unique.
0: It is, and it allows even your prospect to look at it from a different angle or different thinking or uh, just from a different way. And when you can help a, a prospect be more creative with what they're doing, that's even more valuable than just being a good salesperson or consultant.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more.
0: Amazing. Well, this has been a pretty fun interview, and of course, we could talk for like three more hours, but I, know. I, don't, think people will, I don't think people will listen that long. <laughs> well, maybe. Who knows? But we'll <laughs> not,
1: let's not test them. <laughs> right,
0: right, right, right. We'll give them a break. Well, thanks so much, uh, Peter. I thought it was a brilliant idea when I came up with this, uh, because you have so many unique and interesting facets to you. Some people are like, Fairly one or two dimensional. Uh, you're like nineteen dimensional. And, uh, I wanted to share that with the audience uh, because there's so many different ways that you could help people, organizations, businesses uh, to reach their goals and dreams. And I felt it was important to let people know that.
1: I really appreciate that. I really appreciate it
0: for people that
1: do uh, for the uh, people in the audience that do want to get a hold of me. Um, my direct email at TechBlocks is peterg at tblocks dot com. My Twitter handle is at arts and clouds, uh, and they Facebook. can see my art at artenvy.faso.com. And uh, happy to speak to anyone on any front
0: about anything at any time. <laughs> that covers it all. That
1: covers it all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time today, Peter. Uh, sure. I know the audience will love this, and uh, I'm happy to uh, help you share your message because there's so many different people that you could uh, potentially help. Thanks very much, Tom. Have an amazing day. You too. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email tom at tom for details.